You're listening to Comedy Central. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Happy Wednesday to you. I am doing Joe Rogan today. I want to remind you that goes live at one o'clock Pacific time on YouTube. And um, hey, if you have any ideas for me of what I should talk to Rogan about, if if you listen to his show and you're like, oh man, I wish Nikki and him would get into this thing that he was talking about before or... I bet Nikki doesn't know this about him and that would be fun for her to bring up. Hey, why don't you shoot me a DM and tell me what you think would be fun? I don't know. I have some ideas of things I want to talk to him about, but, and there's really no telling where the conversation will go. It always just, I have no control over it. That's the thing. It's like the biggest show to do. (laughs) The biggest. Like there's no other platform to be on right now. No other show that has as many viewers as Joe Rogan. There just isn't. Not a one. It's like doing Johnny Carson back in the 80s and 90s, early 90s. It's huge. And every time I do it, I have a huge bump in followers and just um, fans. And it's just, it's like, there's nothing that touches it. So I, I tend to take it very seriously, but there's also nothing I can do to prepare because it's kind of in his hands. And you just show up. You show up to the studio. It's a huge compound. I usually get there before he does because he walks in right when it's time to go. So I'm usually there and like there's a producer there. They let me in. I go get a kombucha out of the fridge. I um I take a, a pee. I take as many pieces as I can because we talk for three and a half hours and a lot of times you just you have to pee so freaking bad. And I'm always scared to ask him if I can take a break to go pee. Because it's always weird taking a break. Once you get started, you just want to get into it. Because when you take a break, you feel like you can't really talk because you're off air and you lose the momentum. So I don't like to take a break. So um, I actually just listened to Ali Makovsky's um, interview. She was on the other day. I guess it was, no, it wasn't Monday. Maybe it was Friday she was on. She was great. She's like 25. She's a young comic. She opens for him on the road. She's like a comedy store comic. And um, I originally met her through Andrew Collin. They were friends somehow, even though she's a West Coast comedian. She was just so funny and so great on the show. And it was just so fun to like listen to her because she seemed so relaxed and chill. And I just needed to like have some inspiration for going into it because I'm it's not that I'm nervous. I don't really get nervous, but I feel like I'm so boring right now. I just feel like I just don't have a lot to talk about. I haven't been reading a lot of books. I haven't been consuming a lot of TV. I've been staying away from the news to not feel stressed. So I just don't feel very informed. But um, yeah, so if there's any topics that I've talked about on here that you're like, you should bring that up with Rogan. Will you remind me of them? Because I'm really like hard pressed to come up with anything. I want to talk about pot because I'm off that. Trying to feel really good about that. But my mind is feeling like I can't even think of the word to describe how I feel. I just feel like if I smoked a little bit, I would just have a a lightness about me and I wouldn't take things so seriously and I wouldn't be so anxious because I'm feeling very, very anxious today. Um, I woke up at eight o'clock and I wanted to get up at seven. God damn it. And um, I think I slept pretty well last night. I mean, I woke up a couple times in pain from the fucking neck issues I've been having. Thank you to everyone who DM'd me about that. Um, I, uh, But I woke up later than I wanted to. Meditation just 
did not work for me this morning. I mean, it worked because even when it doesn't work, it's working. It's like a cumulative effect. You're not always going to, that's the problem with meditation is so many times people just want it to be done and be like, oh my God, I felt it. And sometimes it doesn't feel like anything, but that doesn't mean it's not working. I should probably meditate before I go do this Netflix taping in two hours. I really wanted to go for a run or do something that made me feel like I was getting, being active, but I haven't done anything today. I walked to Starbucks after I meditated and then, um, and then I sat down at my computer in the lobby of my hotel and I just worked and um, prepared for this Netflix thing I'm taping tonight, was writing jokes. I was having a hard time writing jokes. Things just weren't flowing. So I asked for some help from some friends, some of my best joke writing friends who I always ask for help, Ari Finling, JP McDade, um, and Carlisle Forrester. I sent them like the document that they sent me. And so they were writing some jokes for me, which are great. It sucks though that everything I do I have to like ask for help on. It's nice like everyone and that's what everyone does. I mean like it's too hard to do all this stuff alone. And I benefited from getting help from my comedic friends. Three heads are better than one for sure but you know I gotta pay. I'm not one of these comics who doesn't pay people when they get help writing stuff. And there are many comics who don't pay. In fact there are some who I believe should be, I, man, if I got a little bit more famous and a little bit more clout, I would call out the people who have, you know, built careers off the backs of struggling stand-ups who are looking for work and looking to write for other comics and then they don't get paid for the help that they provide because the, the comic that hires them, quote-unquote hires, just thinks it's enough that like, oh, they should just be happy I'm even using their jokes. It's disgusting. So I'm, you know, I'm losing like $600 just asking people to write for the show that I'm not even making $600 on. I mean, so much of this business is just spending so much money just to, for the exposure. You know, I mean, I guess I'm asking for free help for you guys to send me topics for Rogan, but honestly, don't feel like you need to just if there's anything that comes off the top of your head and you're getting this podcast for free. So suck it. <laughs> Um, so I wrote jokes today all morning and, um, and also I'm dealing with getting merchandise made for my new tour, my mini tour I'm going on. I was so happy that I wasn't even feeling pressure to sell merchandise cause it's like, it can't, you can't sell it because it's COVID, you know, like how are you going to have a merch booth? But apparently they can figure out a way to make that work. So if you come see me on the road, um, in Butler, Pennsylvania, Oceanport, New Jersey, West Yarmouth, New York, or what's Morris, Connecticut, you will have an opportunity to buy some shirts. I'm getting a shirt made with Marion on it. I've had too many requests for it. So it's a really cool shirt design with Marion's face on it. And I love it so much. And I'll hopefully be able to sell it on my store, which there are shirts available at my store as well if you go to NikkiGlazer.com. But definitely get tickets to come see me perform live. I can't wait for that those shows they're coming up next next weekend so soon oh my god the 27th through the 30th and it's gonna be great um i'm gonna promote them on rogan tomorrow hopefully if i remember i am just so bad at promoting myself i'm so bad at it let me just tell you if you know someone like if you're a fan of a comedian and you're in most comedians who are famous and successful are just good at promoting it's so much of it and I just can't do it. 
I don't know if I don't, I don't have the self-esteem for it. I'm just, I don't even feel like I deserve people listening to me and watching me anyway. So that when I ask them to, or I, or I, you know, brag about something I'm doing, I'm just, I'm just scared that people are going to be like, you told me to do, do this. I bought tickets to this and now this is it. And I'd rather you just do it on your own so that you don't blame me. Like you told me to. And this way I can be like, I didn't tell you to, you just found out about it and chose it on your own. I got to work on that. Um, because I, you know, I do have massive amounts of talent. Oh, it was uncomfortable for me to say that. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, I just, uh, yeah, I'm just having one of those days, but I'm going to get over it. I'm going to have a fun taping at this thing. It's a really fun show. I'm just a talking head on this show too. It's just going to be me alone in a room with a camera and producers on zoom, writers on zoom. And then they're just going to, um, walk me through topics and I'm just going to share my thoughts. And then three hours later I'm done. But, um, I do have to get ready early cause I have to go into hair and makeup early and, uh, and have all that done. I still don't know what I'm wearing. I didn't get, I didn't hire a stylist for this, for either this or Rogan, which I have done in the past. But my stylist costs $1,000 per outfit and I don't even get to keep the outfit. And I just can't spend that much money anymore. I'm just not making any money, especially not on these things I'm not making money on. I just can't. So I'm going to rely on my own sense of style, which watch out. I literally almost had a panic attack yesterday on the plane because I was meditating and I during my meditation I realized I forgot the all the clothes that were in the dryer drying of which were two shirts that I was going to possibly wear on Rogan I forgot to get them out of the dryer before I left so I asked this girl to do my hair and makeup tomorrow she's coming to my hotel room and she's a really cute girl so I wrote her and was like could you also bring me some shirt options so she sent me all these pictures today and she's going to bring me some shirts to maybe wear. I didn't have time to go shopping today. I had to write all day. And I still didn't get the stuff done that I needed to last night. The script that the, the notes on the script haven't done those. Just there's no deadline really. So guess what's not getting done? That anything without a deadline is not getting done for old glazed dog. I um. So I got to go take that Netflix thing tonight. And then I want to just have a peaceful night. I'm going to go over and hang out with Pete and Jamie, my friends, Pete Lee, um, at their place in Malibu. I really like it out here by the beach. I didn't think I would like living by the beach, but I don't know. There's something about the air. It feels really good. Um, I did walk to go get coffee today, and there were homeless people just in the middle of the sidewalk, so I had to use the street. Like, they weren't on the side of the sidewalk like in New York. The middle and it's such an aggressive move that it's like, look at me, see me. And I kind of liked it. I was like, good. They're tired of feeling invisible. They're literally going to block the way. So I have to step into traffic to get around them. It's it's a problem out here. It's pretty scary. I walked past at least five people who I was like, this guy's going to stab me. And this is in a nice part of town. This is Venice, California, like right next to the Venice, like boardwalk, you know, like the Venice, Venice Beach, pretty much. And I know there's some weirdos in Venice Beach. It's not like totally serene, but... You know, there's no reason a a girl, a single girl should feel terrified walking to get Starbucks three blocks in a well lit. I mean, it's nine in the morning um, area that has a lot of, you know, moms walking their dogs, guys rollerblading and then homeless people that look twitchy and angry and 
nervous when you walk past them so almost like they're planning to attack you but they got to get up the nerve like that kind of vibe it's kind of scary so I don't know how to feel about it here um (sighs) I'm just not feeling great right now I am tired I thought I got good sleep but I just look really tired too I have I have two um of these little like eye mask things underneath my eyes and I don't know what they do like they're moisturizing and they're de-puffing because I feel puffy as fuck I feel p-diddy my eyes just I just like look really tired I'm not having a good self-esteem day I know I had one yesterday what happened to it I lost it it comes and goes you nothing is nothing just lasts why can't it just why can't I just feel I need to I need to do that thing that I told myself I would do which is write a letter to myself when I'm feeling good but um when I'm feeling good I don't want to write a letter to my sad self but I, I should really do that um what else I ordered in last night I got the Thai food that I promised myself I would it was fucking delicious it took everything in my power not to eat it in bed I really love eating in bed in hotels and um I actually don't eat in bed anymore. I will never be eat in bed the rest of my life because it just leads to pretty destructive behavior for me. And so about, I don't know, four months ago, I promised myself to not eat in bed anymore. So didn't get to do my regular hotel bed eating, but I did eat at a dirty desk. Desks in hotels are disgusting. There's always like these weird stains on them. Like just dried, probably like dried water or it's maybe cum, but cum is probably mostly water. I don't know what I'm talking about. There's like a weird stain in the bathtub, like this brown stain. It looks like shit Um, or a spray tan or just like someone washed off something dirty and there's like dirt left behind. And I was going to call downstairs and have them come either get me a new room or come clean it. But I just didn't have I was like, I'm going to have to leave for hours so that they can do that. Or I just have to pack up all over again. So instead, I'm just leaving it. I'm just leaving it. Who cares? I'm going to like just not touch it when I'm in the shower or try not to touch it. But it is very gross. I think that hotels are really just like, I mean, this place is a ghost town. I feel like I'm the only one staying here. It's a really nice hotel, but I, I no one else is here. And I can't imagine the maids are actually efficiently cleaning the rooms. My dad said he watched some news program about hotels right now. And uh, a news team went in and like sprayed the bed. They checked into a bed. They sprayed the bed with like their logo with like an invisible logo. And then they rumpled up the sheets and then they checked out. And then they checked back in and requested that room. Like, you know, it was like a suite or something. And they checked back in under a different name and went back to the room and they went to the bed and the sheets had not been changed. The bed had just been like made on top of that. And I walked into this room and I was like, I think that's what happened here. Um, I think they just made the bed, but I don't care. I just opened the bed and I looked for any visible signs of shit or hair and there wasn't any. So I was like, oh, this is fine. But I hadn't checked the shower yet. And once I did, I was like, oh, dear God. Um, But I'm just too lazy to move rooms. I don't want to. So here I stay and they win. I could probably ask for a discount, but I don't want to be. They're already losing so much money. I don't want to be that Karen. So I'm just going to let it slide. It really isn't shit in the shower. It's just like something dirty or it's a spray tan and god knows i left behind so many like just splatters of spray tan in different places i've stayed at so i probably deserve it 
Okay, I got to go on a break because we got to get to um, the rest of the show. But I will be back with more after this. Welcome back to the show. A couple exciting things just happened in the break. I went to the bathroom to go look for a nail clipper because as I was doing the last podcast segment, I was looking at my toenails and I was like, yikes. Old man glazer, when did these get so long? And um, and I was definitely sure that I didn't have a, a nail clipper anywhere um, in my possession. And um, went to the bathroom, didn't find them in my you know, dop kit type thing. Gave myself a look in the mirror, said, ugh, a couple hundred times. And then I was like, okay, I'll go check my backpack. So I'm going through every little pocket in this gigantic backpack. That's fucking Robert Kelly, comedian Robert Kelly convinced me to get a, a year and a half ago. He's like obsessed with like bags. And so is my face today, obviously. But, um, I, uh, I got this backpack and it has so many pockets and I just went through it and I found a nail clipper and I was like so excited, so freaking excited. I can't believe I found one. And then I also found a um, a jar of weed <laughs> that I didn't even know I brought. I mean, I had no idea it was in there. I have so many jars of weed all over my parents' house, hidden in different bags. Um and it's so funny because yesterday I thought that I traveled the whole day without any weed and I felt so proud of myself um, and the whole time I had it on me. And is it a sign that I should smoke some? <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. I'm feeling like maybe I'm, uh, I know I was very staunchly like I'm not going to do it again. But I'm for today I'm not going to smoke for and for this hour. Not before my taping tonight. Certainly not that. Um, but it is there and I am looking at it, but I did just clip my toenails and they went, they were flying everywhere. And I was like, haha, fuck you hotel room. I'll leave these for the next person. Cause I have to deal with whatever you left in the tub guy before me. And then I was like, Nikki, that's so gross. And so I started picking them up. And as I was picking them up, I found, um, a weed stem that is not mine, but someone else's. And I took it as another sign that maybe I should smoke pot holding it right here um it did look like a toenail though so I cleaned up my mess don't worry I know that's so gross um but um so yeah that's the that's the big old update I have <laughs> god nothing is going on in my life right now I mean I have so many exciting things but I really have nothing to say about any of it um yeah yesterday I realized I forgot an outfit to wear to Rogan and that was like so upsetting to me um because I just had the perfect, cute outfit I wanted to wear. And um, I left the bra that I wanted to wear with it in the, in the fucking dryer. And I left the shirt. And um, just so stressful. And now I'm looking at the shirts I could wear tomorrow. And I'm just like, ugh, I hate them all. It's so important to feel like cute going into these things, unfortunately. I don't know why I even care. Honestly, I just, it shouldn't matter, right? Like... What does it matter? What shirt I wear? Is that going to change my life? Is everything going to be different because I wear a cute shirt? Some people would argue yes. You know, it could change everything. You could, and it could actually matter. Like there are, there are things that like, you don't understand the whims of people in this industry that make decisions. Like you can just remind an, a producer of some person from his childhood and then he 
will just have a you know, knee-jerk reaction to cast you in something because you triggered some kind of distant memory. And it could be it could be as, you know, trivial as the color of shirt you're wearing. But at the same time, if I maybe maybe it's gonna be serendipitous that I didn't wear the color of shirt that I was planning on wearing, which was white, and now I'm gonna wear something else, and maybe that will trigger something else. So no matter what happens, there's always a chance for it to go. Um, in a completely different way you didn't think it was going to go. I don't know why I'm like, you know, bubbling it down to bubbling it down. That's not what anyone says. Bubbling it down. Where did that even come from? I'm um, narrowing it down. I'm, I guess you bubble something down. Wait, let me Google that. Do you bubble things down? Bubbling it down. That's not the word I'm looking for. And maybe you're screaming the word I am looking for. Bubbling it down. Nope. Does not come up in Google. Bubbling, no. Boiling it down. Boiling it down. Oh my God. You see where my mind went there. Bubbles, boiling. When you boil something, it bubbles. Yeah, I don't know why I'm boiling it down to what my shirt is, but that's the kind of thing I do when I'm feeling out of control about other things. And definitely doing his podcast is something that I cannot control. And, um, you know, like the thing I'm going to, to tonight. I'm writing specific jokes for them. I feel very much more in control of like what my performance is going to be. Um, I know I can look at the shot and make sure the lighting is good. And I, actually, I never do that. I never ask to look at what I look like in something. I should always ask that. I know there are people that do that. I just tend to have so much anxiety over what I look like sometimes. And sometimes it's never good enough that I don't even want to see the shot. Because a lot of times you get set up on a shot and you're sitting on your mark and you're about to tape something and you tape a whole thing and then you see it later and you're like, I look disgusting that entire time. And all it would have taken was for me to be like, hey, can I just see the shot? And then you would see that you could just switch the angle or you need that there's a weird shadow on your face or that's not the right side of your face to be shot. Like it's an easy fix, but I don't even want to look at stuff. So then it never gets fixed. And then I am so upset with it that I never promote it. Much like a thing I'm going to promote right now, which I have not been able to watch because I just think I looked so tired and like kind of um, not my best in the shot. But that is not uh, doesn't speak to the value and the entertainment of the entertainment value of the documentary that I think you guys should really check out. I haven't been able to watch it yet because I look I don't like the way I look in it and I hate the poster. The picture they use for the poster is not my favorite. This is no fault of their own. If you want to go see like this will just drive you to it. If you want to go see me in a non-flattering shot where I don't think I look pretty and then please don't watch it and be like, you look beautiful. I don't, I hope that that's not what you think I look like. It's a documentary that I taped. Um, uh, I think like a year and a half ago, maybe more. It's called funny pains and um, it's just a documentary about stand-up comedy and about um, watching. It follows the career of a producer, comedian, uh, a writer uh, named Wendy Starling, who is trying to make the Big Apple her home and trying to become one of the most active and funny women in the industry. I'm reading the synopsis. On her journey, we have complete access to all the ups and downs that come with pursuing comedy in New York City, how she deals with tragic old wounds and how those wounds start to show up and into her material. If I could watch this movie without seeing myself in it, I would, but I can't watch myself, which is why I haven't seen it yet. But it's called Funny Pains. You can check it out at funnypains.com. 
Um, people are really loving this documentary. Not only am I featured in it, but Jim Norton, Yamanika Saunders, uh, Andrew Schultz, Christina Hutchinson, and then Rich Voss and Bonnie McFarlane. Yeah, uh, Bonnie and I both did not like how our faces looked in the documentary, and we've had a hard time promoting it because of it. I'm just being honest with, I know the producer who is listening to this right now. That's why. <laughs> and it sucks that you did a documentary about people who are insecure by nature because, you know, I don't, I have a hard time watching and telling people to watch things where I don't think I look my best. And that is no fault of your own. I'm sure you think I look good in it and I'm sure everyone will think I look good in it. But I mean, Bonnie and I always talk about like when Pete, when promoters use like a picture of us, that's unflattering for the poster. We would rather, I would rather lose money and not have people come to the show, but then post a poster where I look gross the picture they used for me for the poster of funny pains is the number one least favorite picture of myself online if i could pay to have it taken off of google images because it's one of the first ones that shows up i would but i can't um i have short hair i um the hairstyle is terrible it's just like so basic i look like a soccer mom i'm really pale in it i um look my expression is just like one of there's no like I'm clothes clothes mouthed I don't look that pretty I just look not myself I hope that's not what anyone thinks I look like and I know that's the picture they're going to use whenever if I die tragically that's my biggest fear in dying young is that that that's the picture that is on every headline I would do anything to have it taken down off off the internet and that was the number one picture they used for everything to it's from my the campaign for my show not safe on comedy central see when i did this photo shoot i had just gotten done doing the show on mtv um nikki and sarah live but by the way before i get into this truly go check out funny pains um everyone that's seen it says it's a great documentary about stand-up if you're interested in stand-up and especially like new york stand-up and in the lives of stand-up comedians i don't think not since the the my favorite documentary um, comedian which I wasn't in that's why I was able to enjoy it the one with Jerry Seinfeld from the year 2000 I loved it so much because it just like really captured what it was like to do stand-up comedy in New York City and um, this is like an updated version of that and there's just comedians talking about comedy and I, I've heard I'm really funny in it I've yet to see it I know that it's a problem that I don't watch myself on things I once heard Kate Beckinsale say that she doesn't watch anything she does so I'm not alone here I, I, there are other people that don't enjoy it. I think it is one of my biggest detriments as a performer. I think it'd be much more successful if I watched the th my own performances and was able to share them with the world, but I'm just bad at it. Um, I just asked my assistant Grace Ann to start watching all the things I've done in my career. Cause I've done so much stuff that I just don't remind. If I reminded you of all the stuff I did constantly on my Instagram was constantly promoting everything I did. I would be way more successful because you got to remind people that you're a big deal or they forget. No, not everyone has Google alerts for my name. It's just me and my dad, you know, so you don't know all the stuff I'm doing and I'm bad at promoting it all. So I just, I asked my assistant, Grace Ann, will you please watch everything I do and, and send me clips of the funniest stuff so I can just blindly put them up. I probably won't even watch the clips she sends me. That's how painful it is. I really have like a disability when it comes to watching myself. I've never once listened to my own podcast unless it's by accident. I've never once listened to my own radio show. I 
I really am. I don't watch anything unless I'm forced to watch it. And it's really bad. I, I, I can't believe I've gotten by like this. But not safe. Um, that actually, I, I had to watch myself a lot for not safe because I would have to give notes on all of the pieces and, and help edit them. And so I got used to watching myself. But now I'm falling back into the habit of not watching myself. But that photo shoot. Again, the movie is called Funny Pains, and you can find all about it at funnypains.com. You can watch it on iTunes, Amazon Prime, uh, YouTube. It just came out um, in May, and uh, and you can go ro- watch the trailer on YouTube. Funny Pains is the movie, and check it out. Please check it out, and let me know what you think. Let me know if I was good in it. I don't even know. Um, but yeah, that photo shoot that I did for Not Safe. I was in a relationship at the time. My ex-boyfriend and I um, created that show together and we had just gotten done working together. We met on um, Nikki and Sarah Live, which was my MTV show. And on that show, they dressed me like a Barbie every day. I mean, I was spray tanned, hair extensions, false eyelashes, just really short skirts, bright colors, boobs out, like truly every day dressed up as much as I could be. And I was young, you know, I was like 28, 29. So I kind of enjoyed it. And I'd never done anything like that before. And I felt, you know, I, we were trying to be very MTV because we were already a little too old for MTV, but we were really trying to, they, they made us dress younger. And I was kind of just like, okay, whatever you want. And then when I did not safe, we tried to do the opposite of that. We wanted it to be very real. We wanted me to be like an everyday, like a, you know, the girl next door. And it ended up looking like, um, just the lesbian who sells candles at a farmer's market next door. No offense to lesbians, but they tend to try less. They, they tend to wear less makeup and um, don't really care about being super sexy and hot. And I don't mean to speak for all lesbians. There are so many fucking amazingly sexy lesbians. Please don't come at me about this. I didn't mean to say lesbian, but I just look to me I look like a gay version of myself one that doesn't cater to the male gaze which is good it's good but I I don't like seeing myself like that and um so I did this whole photo shoot because I had a boyfriend I wasn't even trying to I wasn't trying to look hot I already had someone who thought I was hot and he thought I looked great and he was at that photo shoot he would always encourage me to just like wear less makeup wear like t-shirts and jeans He was just like, that's who you are. So just be that. And it was really freeing and a lot easier. But when I look back on it, I don't like the pictures at all. And I actually don't feel like that was me. I do like looking pretty. I do like feeling really confident when I'm doing TV stuff and looking my best or at least trying to um, look my best. So uh, that, yeah, that go look at that picture if you want to see what my least favorite picture of myself is. I mean, I would prefer they had taken a picture of me. They had woken me up and gone... Nikki, there's a fire, and then take a picture of whatever face that is. That would be better. The picture of Jim Carrey with me, me, you know, the picture of Jim Carrey on the cover of his book that I talked about, where he said that it's a picture of him when he found out that a ballistic missile was coming to Hawaii to. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. And that's the image he used. I would prefer that image of myself than this one that was highly um, produced, taken in a studio. I had hair and makeup for two hours. I don't even know what they did because there is no makeup. I have no false eyelashes. I look very pale. Um, I just hate that picture. I don't know what it is about it. I should really let myself off the hook for it. I kind of have. I used to like, I couldn't even look at it. I used Now I can look at it and kind of laugh. I look older than I look now, which is bizarre. But, um, but yeah, 
um, funny pains. Go check that out. I have to get ready for my show. I really need to meditate. I mean, this is, I'm feeling crazy and I'm feeling really negative about the way that I look today and I don't know where that's coming from. And so I want to meditate on it. I've got a lot of things to work out in my meditation. I want to let go of my nervousness about being on Rogan. I want to let go of my judgment about the fact that I really want to smoke weed. I want to let go of the fact that I didn't work out for the past two days. Um, thank you guys so much, by the way, for your DMs about my mom being on Cymbalta. She is not happy that I talked about that because a lot of her friends listen to my podcast and she's like, now my friends know that I'm that I'm in pain and that I am on this antidepressant. I never thought I would be on something like this. And she's really feeling a lot of shame about it. So if you're one of her friends who listen to my podcast, please don't give my mom shit about being on antidepressants. You should be on antidepressants. All of you are depressed and you judging my mom in any way is just you judging yourselves. And you're, and I told my mom today on the phone, I was like, they're just jealous. Anyone who's anyone who would shame you about getting help or like, um, being on some kind of medicine is just, they deeply need help themselves, but they're too proud to ask for it. And I was like, mom, I'm fucking so proud of you. So, and that's true. I am. So thanks for writing me about Cymbalta. If you do have any good stories about Cymbalta or, um, or bad ones, send to me and make sure when you DM me, you write for your mom in all caps. That would really help me out. Um, I got to go. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, wish me luck on Rogan. Watch today at one o'clock and I'll see you tomorrow. Squirt, squirt. Edgy, yank,